let's say, for example, you're playing with, let's say you're a freshman in high school, right? And you're playing with varsity basketball athletes. You're pushing yourself and it's uncomfortable to be guarded by a 6'5 senior while you're a freshman. Welcome to the Mind Design Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon, and in each episode, I'll be talking about sports psychology with the guest speaker. If you want to design your sports experience, you've come to the right place. If you want more tips and insights on how to improve your sports performance mentally, check out our website and other podcasts at mind-designsports.org. First off, I'll go first on this one, but uh, just first off, give a little bit of an introduction to, you know, kind of your business and what you do and who you are and kind of what started everything with your business. Yeah, so I run an, uh, an organization called Mind Design Sports, and basically it's a sports psychology organization. And we have about 90 team members from across the world, many states and countries. And we just pr- try to provide uh, content like blogs and podcasts and social media posts about sports psychology. So about tactics and tips on how to improve your mental game so that you can play your best on the field or court. So and yeah, I'm Brandon and I'm a sophomore in high school and I like sports, basketball, track. That's just a little bit about myself and my organization. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Um, and so like you, you were talking about the power of the mind and being so young, you know, like why was it so important for you to get into business like this so early, especially with you being just a sophomore in high school? You know, a lot of people tend to like want to wait a little bit, mm-hmm. but why was it so important for you to do this so young? When I have an idea and I put it on the back burner for maybe next week or next year, I'm never going to do it. I'm not going to be able to remember the idea as well. And I feel like I'm going to be lazy about it and just push it off. So when I had this idea of creating a sports psychology organization, I just tried to implement it, hurry up and keep myself accountable and keep myself on track. Because when I do something, I'll get it done thoroughly. So when I came up with this idea... I try to come up with a website and idea like concretely so that it could be implemented. And it's something important. Like I don't think a lot of people know about sports psychology and what that is and how important the mind is in your life and in sports. So yeah, I mean, I don't think age is a barrier for creating anything. You could just learn yourself, be motivated and set a goal and you should be able to take off. Got you. I like that question, by the way. Yeah. And then you said something that was just so important, accountability. Like that's something that I'm huge on myself. And I think a lot of people, 100%. I think a lot of people tend to, you know, not be as accountable. Like, how do you, how do you hold yourself to such a high standard to be accountable with your actions, you know, for business or anything really? Yeah. Being accountable. Yeah, definitely. That's an important topic. I try to keep a calendar, keep a reminder. So I have reminders on my phone and like on your iPhone, like every day in the morning, I'll just put a reminder on what I want to do. And I have to delete that reminder by tonight because if I don't get it done, it's going to be keep reminding me. It's going to be super annoying. And I also try to use my calendar just to add in like, if it's um a goal that I want to set maybe a week from now, a month from now, I'll put it from there and it'll like remind me. And I also try to tell my parents about it because when my parents, they always like to ask questions. So if I forget something or if I'm getting off track, they'll put me back on track and keep me accountable so that um, I'm always striving for the best and doing what's important and keeping my priorities straight. So, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just with you, you're just very, very organized. And that's something that 
you know, that, that that's huge, you know, having such an organizational skill and being able to, you know, set goals, like have goals there in oh, the yeah. morning for the week, for the day, really, like, why is setting goals so important and not just for the long term, but like daily, breaking it down for daily, yeah. weekly and monthly? When you set a goal, you create something that needs to be done. Essentially, you have like this mental planner and even usually when you there's a lot of stuff that we don't want to do in real life. So, for example, um, maybe it's doing homework, but you want to get that A, right? So that's a goal. And that'll make you motivated to do the work and do it well. So goals are important short-term or long-term because short-term, um, it keeps you on track, like I said, and long-term, it gives you something to motivate you to strive for every day when you wake up, um, you look forward to that. Uh, maybe if you want to become a D1 athlete, your long-term goal is uh, being a D1 athlete. So when you feel tired one day, you don't want to work out, you have to think of that long-term goal and maybe sleeping in that that's not going to that's going to not make you reach that goal. So like I said, it keeps you accountable and making sure that it's very specific and time measurable, like the smart goals. I know a lot of people talk about that. I think that's a good way to um, create those goals. And it's super important. Got you. Got you. And then something else I can kind of tell, like when you're talking about goals and you're talking about getting stuff done, are you one of those people that tend to want to go ahead and get the hardest thing done first because I think what people tend to do is, you know, like sometimes they will try to push the hardest thing for the last thing. And some people it works, you know, it, it works good for some people. Some people like to get things done, the hardest thing done first and then slowly work. But how do you manage the hard things and the easy thing? How do you find that balance? I know a lot of people that say like, yeah, get the hard things done first. But I don't like that because my thinking behind it is like if I get all the easy stuff done first, I kind of have confidence and I get I'm on a roll. I'm doing everything well. And when I get to that hard task, I'm going to have that uh, motivation to do it. I already completed 10 easy tasks. Why can't I just do this one? Um, I bet you all, the, all those 10 easy ones, they add up to be just as hard as this one. So um, yeah, I like to do everything last. And my mom tells me like, oh, you should do the hardest thing just to get off your mind. But that's not the case for me. I just leave the hard thing for last because it doesn't really bother me. And yeah, I try to find the balance. Um, what do you mean by finding the balance between the hard and the easy stuff? Well, I feel like some people, you know, they like to push the easy for last. So what I mean by that is like, yeah, yeah. Like for me, if I, when I do tasks, I like to go ahead and take care of the hardest thing first and then mm -hmm. save the kind of easy stuff for last. Cause I think you start to get complacent, you know, because if you, if you have too much easy stuff going, then again, it works for different people. But I think if you have, yeah. if you do too many easy things, I think that you start, kind of getting that mentality to kind of relax and relax and relax. And then when the hard thing comes, boom, you don't want to do it. So it's like, how do you have that balance of knowing? Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. When I, I define easy as something that is brainless, it can be done without using your brain a lot. Hmm. Maybe it's like um, accounting homework where you just copy and paste uh, numbers from one spreadsheet to the other. I'll, when I'm, maybe if I'm super tired, I'll try to do the um, hard tasks first, just so that like in the end, when I'm really tired at night, I could do that, like copying, pasting without thinking. But usually I have energy because I get good sleep and try to like exercise and all that. And yeah, I mean, I don't really find, I've never really thought about this question because I've never encountered that problem of like, oh, I have 
I'm becoming too complacent and easy um, tasks, easy homework problems, easy, I don't know, exercises even. Mm. What about you? I'm curious now. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's just, I've, it's really just finding that balance. Like that, that's, I keep yeah, going yeah. to that because it's like, I think complacency is just such a big thing for a lot of people. And if you can just find a balance of doing the hard, doing the easy and just, you know, getting stuff done. Because again, that, that kind of leads to my other question for you is about the power of the mind. Because I think when you put your mind to certain things, whatever it is, starting a business, um, you know, like you say, going to the gym, eating healthy, whatever it is, you have to have a strong mindset to really accomplish anything. And it starts really, Absolutely. and it starts, because again, you can listen to a bunch of things, you can read a bunch of things, but if you're not, if you don't challenge your mindset and you don't challenge yourself, I feel like you're not going to grow, you know? See, what's challenging the mind, I feel like it's it's something more than just like, for example, I feel like challenging the mind, it can also be doing something uncomfortable. And something that I do that's uncomfortable is try to take cold showers. And I know a lot of people do that. But um, maybe when it's cold on one day and you just really want a hot shower, I'll just turn on the cold water for 20 seconds and endure that uh, the uncomfortable feeling because it makes me mentally tough. And it puts you in a situation that you just don't like. And you're going to be in that a lot, whether it's on the... Uh, basketball court when you're when you're being guarded by a uh, like a, a defender that's super uptight like for 20 seconds of the shot clock it's the same principles apply so I feel like that makes you mentally tough as well and it's not just like I don't know homework that makes you mentally tough because you do it every day and it's like a lot of brain power it could be um something like physically challenging that makes you mentally tough because that mind-body connection is always connected yeah agreed agreed like and that that's something else too like defeating that comfort zone because everybody's comfort zone i believe is different you know for some people oh yeah um for some people the comfort zone really is just starting a business you know some people they they find so many ways to not want to do a business that it becomes a comfort zone you know even just mm -hmm. getting up out of bed that's a comfort zone that's you know for obvious reasons but again how do you defeat a comfort zone what do you think are some solutions and tips for defeating a comfort zone it's tough no one i think you just gotta what do you really want like do you you gotta recognize your goal and just work towards that like um you have to understand that if you have this goal that's pretty hard you're gonna have to outwork everybody else and one of those ways of outworking it is not being complacent like you said and doing something that takes you out of that comfort zone and there's a bunch of examples. Um, maybe, I don't know, it's working. It's adding 20 pounds to the uh, to your weights and just trying to get an extra rep or two in. Because when, when you healthily try to push yourself, it's only going to make you better, even though it hurts in the present. Like when you relax, you're going to see the results come quicker. And I don't, I don't know, you probably have a better example than that, right? Yeah, I think like with one thing that I, you know, with results, I think that we get too driven on results. And I think that that 100%. I think yeah. that's really what happens where a lot of comfort zone comes from. It's like, you know, when you sit back and you think about the result, it just you don't think about the hard work that goes into it. Like for being I have to keep using business because this is one of the business I like to do. Um, mm -hmm. My whole brand with Define Elevation is just when you 
think too much about the end goal. So obviously I have an end goal where I want this brand to be. If I think too much about that, then what happens is I don't put in enough work. And that's where I think that getting results and getting out the comfort zone, again, it comes down to you, like not thinking too deep ahead and always living in the moment, you know? And that's why people always say to live in the present because once you finish that goal, maybe if you set the goal too low and you finish it, you're going to slack off. You're not going to work as hard. So when you work in the present and you do really well in the present, your goal is going to be elevated no matter what. But you can also set a really high goal that is almost like in the beginning, like impossible, but then it'll make you work harder and then it'll actually um, be good for you. So yeah, that was a good example. Yeah. And like, Something else I've heard, too, is I think that and I kind of want to get your perspective on it, too. But yeah, do you think that there are goals that are unobtainable? And the reason I say that is because, like you were saying, some people set the bar way, way, way too high. Mm -hmm. So do you think that there are certain goals that are actually unobtainable? 100 percent. People. I mean, it's like saying something absurd, right? Like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to become an NBA player with. Uh, practicing zero hours of basketball. Like, who's going to believe that? And I think it gets to a point where, like, it needs to be – people are going to doubt you when you make that big goal. And it might be unattainable, but if you really try to work through that, I think you're going to be beyond those people that just trash talk on you or think less of you because people – I know, like, there's a quote, like, when people think less of you, you don't have to think about that and just work for yourself. and yeah, I think some goals are really just unobtainable because they're just really out of the picture. It's like not, I don't think even maybe LeBron James can do it or Kobe Bryant can do it type thing. Yeah. And something else that you said is just about doubt, because I think that with all of us, I think that there's a certain level of doubt that uh, creeps mm. into us. And it's not, maybe it's from, you know, people doubting our abilities or just us doubting ourselves. So how do you get over that idea of self-doubt and just really blocking out the noise of anybody doubting your dreams? Oh yeah. I love this question. Actually, I've answered it before. I, I I would say to take that doubt, like when someone criticizes you, like, Oh, you're like, you're not a good three point shooter. I think just take a step back. Don't get mad and just try to take it as uh, constructive criticism. So for example, you would like let's say like oh brandon you're a terrible three-point shooter i'll just step back and try to uh take that as advice and i'll i'll kind of reframe it in my own head like you should become better at three-point shooter you could you should become better at threes shooting threes and i'll just try to prove them wrong and get in the gym don't even show off don't even tell them like oh i'm gonna go to the gym now to shoot threes just do it on your own time uh grind by yourself and then like your next game just try to play naturally and then you're you're going to prove to them that you've been putting in the work and that doubt's going to go away like the doubt you you might doubt yourself in the beginning but once you put in that work um they're not going to doubt you anymore you're not going to doubt yourself so i think just trying to frame criticism as that positive growth that growth mindset yeah that's good yeah i'm about to say i, I completely agree with you there because i think that that part to me is constructive criticism because i think yeah that- there's obviously going to be people that hate what you what you got going. And this is in any element of, you know, sports, business, whatever. There are going to be people that hate on what you got going for yourself. But if you can turn that hatred and make it constructive, I think that that's where you've got the edge. 
because people, you, you know, just going through a lot of different experiences, people literally, when they see you having success and whatever, that makes them so irritated. And, you know, you don't ever want to respond. Me personally, you don't want to respond directly to them. Just keep doing you, you know? Yeah, they get they get jealous and the jealousy turns into like anger, hatred, like you were talking about. But sometimes when they do that, you can also take that as a sign of like accomplishment. Yeah. When you know you're doing well and they just hate on you, that means you're doing something good because they're jealous of you. And yeah, you can just it's all in your head. Like it, you got to take it the way you want. If you want to be a negative person and take it a negative way, it's just not going to do well for you. So why not just use the best of it? whatever anybody says just try to take try to find the like central idea or piece of like improvement that you can do from it yeah and it's like something else you said about negativity because i think that we live in a world that is really extremely negative um Mm -hmm. and the sense is it's like for me with the brand i try to spread as much positive light as i can i try to hang around people that are very positive so what is it about the psychology really of just being positive. Like why is, why is it that negativity kind of outweighs the positivity? You know? I'm sure a lot of people have heard like, once you do one negative thing, it takes a, uh, a lot more positive experiences to become positive again. And it's because like, it's like a bias in our brain that we, we like attend to more negative experiences or responses. We, we just, I guess, like pay attention to them more. And it's, it's hard. It's tough to like get across that and just try to focus on the positive. Like maybe after a game, like a basketball game, you're just thinking about the negative stuff, but are you thinking about the positive stuff as well? Like, I think it's good to keep both in mind and keep both in perspective because if you think about the negative stuff, you're just going to have a negative mindset. And that's why positivity is important because it just makes you a happier person. Enjoy the present more, enjoy the game you're playing.